Gazette Newspapers presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Thank you, Scott Geezy, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from the Parting Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York. It's another college hockey-centric podcast focusing on union hockey. Later on, I'll have interviews with Dutch women head coach Josh Skiba and players Celeste Bowden and Maddie Suter. First up is the Dutchmen, who are coming off a 2-1 win and a 3-3 tie against Colorado College last weekend at Mesa Rink. The Dutchmen are feeling good about themselves, and they will get a big test this weekend when they head to Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan to take on Lake Superior State for a two-game series starting Friday. It's the first meeting between the schools since October 18th and 19th of 2013 when the Lakers won a pair of one-goal games at Mesa. Lake Superior is 3-3 on the season and is coming off a pair of victories over the NCAA Division I's newest team, St. Thomas. The Lakers' top scorers are junior forward Brandon Puricelli with four goals and five assists, sophomore forward and Boston College transfer Harrison Roy with three goals and six assists, and junior forward Lewis Bowden with three goals and five assists. At Tuesday's media availability, I spoke with Union head coach Rick Bennett and players Colin Graff, Josh Kosak, and Brandon Estes. Let's start with Rick Bennett. Rick, I'm going to start with uh, Colin Graff. Um, Gets rookie of the week for the ECAC. Looking at his stats in in juniors, the fourth leading scorer in his league last year, What, what is his potential? Well, everything he wants it to be. I mean, he's got, you know, the one thing he has, he's gotten plenty of opportunity uh, here, being on the power play, uh, one of the top lines. Uh, He's earned that. Um, I thought his work in the past two years, not only what he did in the, you know, during the year, but what he did in the summer. Um, You know, he attended, you know, Paul Vincent, um, one of the best skills coach, skating coaches in the country. And... I really think that helped him tremendously with his skating, his skills, and just overall knowledge of the game because he's a very smart, smart hockey player too. What do you like about him? What did you like about him in the recruiting process? Well, I like the fact that uh, John Ronan made it very easy on me uh, when because he basically identified Colin, really liked him, and kept in touch with him. Uh, so it was a really um, it was just more me going out a couple times to see Colin play, but really, it's it was all John Ronan in the recruiting process and how John really just liked this game and everything that I mentioned previous. What about his nose for the net? Obviously, he scored a goal Friday night, uh, set up Brandon uh, also, and then he almost had the game winner there Saturday. Yeah, it's <laughs> offensive, talented guys seem to get chances, right? And you know, it's a I'm not going to sit here and say it's a gift, but you know they do have a nose a nose for the net that some other guys don't. And you know the players that we've we've had had over here in the past certainly had. Uh, you can tell the offensive guys just had a nose for the net, like an instinct. And but they put themselves in those positions where some others don't, and I think that's the key. Um, in talking with him on Saturday about. Uh, you know, the play there, he seemed very upset that the fact he didn't finish the job. What does that say about him? That uh, I mean, it seems like he really cares about 
you know, trying to win games. Yeah. Oh no, it says, says a lot about him. And I read the same same things that were written, uh, and that's what you want to see. You want to. He, he he mentioned they didn't win it for the team, and that's exactly we want team guys here. And he is he's humble. He works hard, and that's all we. That's all we ask of our guys. Can you see him as, as a leader because he was a captain uh, with the Junior Bruins? Can you see him down the road wearing a letter? He's already kind of demonstrated some leadership qualities that that folks will never see in the fact that, you know, after that game, leaving a little bit later, he was the one guy that was in our locker room cleaning up. And I can't sit here and say anybody told him to do it because I know it wasn't the coaching staff. Uh, and that was just all based on him just being a leader and what 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 he's learned and maybe what he's seen in his time as a captain and and here. No ego, I guess that. I mean, that shows you surprised no ego. I haven't seen it. And yeah, I mean, does does everyone have a little bit of ego? Like, yeah, definitely. All the seems like all the top guys have a little something, but some keep it keep it to themselves, which is great. And some are a little more boisterous, but he just, he's not one of them. Looking ahead to this weekend, uh, Lake Superior State uh, team, it's 3-3 three and three on the year. Uh, they're coming out a couple wins against St. Thomas. You guys are coming off the one-on-one-one weekend. Uh, how is the progression of this team starting, you know, from you know, the exhibition game to the UNH game? Uh, can you see uh, a sense of growth as this uh, goes on right now here in the uh, young season? Yeah, I'd like to think we are growing every weekend. Um, and even more so through practices. And it's facing different opponents, which you do throughout the course of the year. I mean, obviously, I haven't got the league yet. Uh, so different different environments, I think, are huge. Uh, we got that at UNH. We got it here playing, you know, playing home. And now we're going to have a different, a different set of a two-game set in a very tough environment against a tough team that's overly physical and play, plays a good – Good style of hockey, and you know what? We we just have to be ready, just like we were, uh, you know, this past weekend. You we went through a lot of adversity Friday night with all the power plays, especially the five-minute major. To see this team, you know, get through that and you know win that game, and then you know come back with the with the tie. What does it say about this team that you know, they they can face adversity in the face and you know just you know stare it down? Well, it's a good sample size that that they can face adversity. We just can't keep that. Uh, the discipline has to be curbed uh, in order, you know, in order for us to get better first and foremost, and for them to see better results in a two-game set uh, through, you know, being just diligent with the discipline. And you know, it, it, it's just it's so early, and this is a different, this is a different set of uh, <laughs> I should say classes. Uh, so it, we, we just haven't got the playbook on that, but we're living it. And, you know, it's been, been kind of fun in some, some ways to just to learn through them and to, and to try to coach it um, because, like I said, there isn't a playbook for it. Last, these are the last games before you start league play uh, next weekend against RPI. What are you looking to do? You can try still experiment with lines and see what works uh, heading into the league play. Yeah, we're trying to get a book on each player, and going into league play. And another 
practice. You know, we just had our two practices. We go travel all day tomorrow, so we got Thursday practice. But it'll be another two games that we'll have a a chance to see what some of the players that are inserted into the lineup are are going to show us. And like I said, we're just trying to build a book on each player. And through those experiences, we're gonna we're gonna have a lineup for for RPI. But again, you don't know until you go through that set. Is there a chance you might split the goaltending duties this weekend? That's possible, definitely. Yeah, definitely. So, and we'll just see see how it plays out out there. Uh, who's you know who's who's ready to go on Friday night? Evaluate it and toss in whoever whoever we feel is best to go Saturday. Any updates on Dylan Anhorn? Again, he's going to be a week to week, and you know Dylan's a. He, he, that, that guy can persevere. You know, he's he's battled some some stuff, and he's he's always come come back on the you know the the good end. So hopefully, you know he'll he'll be back here soon. That's be frustrating for him. You know, having played last year and then you know get hurt in the second game of the year. Yeah, it's, it's I'm sure it's very frustrating for a player. It's easy for a coach to say, hey, hang in there and all that other hairy high school stuff. But uh, quite honestly, it's just just being there as a coaching staff. Um, Doc Wally, our team psychologist, just to support, and that's what we've done. You talked earlier about progression and growth throughout you know, this early part of the season. Were there any specific areas that you noticed a significant improvement uh, this past weekend as to the first weekend against New Hampshire? Yeah, I think we saw a different, different group through, through our practices, um, the, the competition that I really, as our staff, really enjoyed to see because uh, it was up and down two years ago and I think that's that was big and and last time I checked I, I don't even think two years ago we had a, a win and a tie on a weekend um, and so that was a huge positive um, so hopefully we, we, we can build on that but I just think it's I just think it's through the shared experiences that we're going through that this team will get get better but then again you know what we have to get much better because every, everyone else is going to get better too absolutely and uh, then with Brandon you know having a big weekend um, you know how important is he not only on the ice but as a senior kind of setting the tone for some of the younger guys who you know like we've talked about a lot this season the freshmen and sophomores haven't gotten sure. that experience how important is he just on the ice and also setting the example well he brings a different type of leadership which is nice compared to Josh Kozak and he's a little more He's a quiet, quiet leader, but he brings it in practice, and he obviously brings it in games. He always has here, so it's really kind of nice to see, you know, you have a leader that's a little more, you know, talkative versus a leader that, you know what, just just watch me work. And and he's, like I said, he, he just he comes to practice. He comes to games ready to go. He's low maintenance, which is really nice, you know, for a coaching staff. And it's really good for our team to see that. And then just finally, uh, with Superior this weekend, what, what kind of team are they? What kind of strengths do you have to prepare for with them? Well, again, it's an overly physical team. Um, they're going to try to, you know, hit you and play an in-your-face style that you have to be ready for, for for 60 minutes. And that's a grind, you know, with, within itself. So that that's that's what I mean by it's going to be another different test for us. And... You know, it's tough to tell on tape, you know, how fast they are. I think, you know, because CC was the fastest team I've seen in a while. So I'm really kind of curious to see how we react to a different look as far as speed versus the physical. 
and especially teams look solid for for Lake State. And again, just just watching systems and stuff, they're well, well, well I mean, very well coached. Up next are players Colin Graff, Josh Kosak, and Brandon Estes. Graff was named ECAC Hockey Rookie of the Week for his one-goal, one-assist effort in last Friday's 2-1 win. Estes earned ECAC Hockey Player of the Week with a goal and four assists over the weekend. I started with freshman Graff, who was still upset that he did not score the game-winning goal in overtime last Saturday with five seconds left. Colin, I want to start with you. Um, I know you were upset about not completing that play on Saturday night. Have you had a chance to look at the tape and uh, what, did you, what did you see in that play? Yeah, you know, I had a chance to look at it um, that night and then a few, another time more recently. And, you know, it's OT, bad ice, goalie's 6'6", like big, pretty big guy, but still no excuse. Like, I'm put out there for to try to end the game at that point in the game. Seems like it still it. bugs you a few days after it. Yeah, I mean, it'll bug me for a while, so. I mean, how important, I mean, talking with Rick, you said, you mean, potential leader, you were, got, you were cleaning up afterwards after everybody had left. Uh, what does that say about you? Um, you know, I was just trying to make sure it's as the locker room and the lounge are as good as it looks when we leave as when we came in. So it's just part of the culture here, cleaning up on you after you came in. Yeah, you were the fourth leading scorer in your league last year with the Junior Bruins. Uh, do you feel you have a nose from that? Do you feel you're a good offensive talent? Um, uh, I, I, <laughs> I'm not sure. I guess it's it's a big jump from college hockey to, I mean, from NCDC where I played to college hockey. So, just trying to play my game, play smart, play fast, and just execute when I'm out there. Josh, can you talk a little about Colin? Yeah, clearly he's very humble. Um, yeah, he's been a great uh, great first year for us so far. We're uh, definitely very lucky to have him. Um, and like you mentioned, the, the cleaning up aspect, the small thing like that, that just shows, even though he's uh, the youngest guy on our team, how mature he is. Why, why you? I mean, obviously this team needs some goal scoring, and you can provide that with some of the stats you put up. Uh, you know, in my recruiting process, they reached out, or Coach Ronan reached out in February of 2020, and, you know, I took a tour, and it just felt like a really good spot to be, and I was pretty fortunate because if it was another month, I never would have got this chance due to COVID, so I'm just lucky to be here and trying to make the most of it. Who do you pattern your game after? Uh, anybody in the uh, I mean, I guess there's a few guys. I would try to, I say when I like look at the NHL games, I try to watch a lot of Marner, Mitch Marner on the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's pretty smooth with the puck, makes a lot of good plays, try to copy some of the things he does and make it in my own game. Yeah. Um, let's talk about this weekend. Uh, you're going to Lake Superior, this last uh, preparation before ECAC play starts. Uh, Brandon, just what are you guys looking for uh, this weekend, uh, I mean, obviously you want to win these games, but how important is it to, to keep the process going and coming off these uh, the tie and the, the win against Colorado College? Uh, it's obviously early in the season. Um, we went 0-2 first weekend, came back, so now we have to uh, learn how to come back this weekend after a high weekend rather than a low one, um, obviously. So um, it'll be good to see. I think uh, we can keep this pace going. Josh. 
Yeah, I think it's important for us to just take a step every weekend. Obviously, we didn't start out the way we wanted to at UNH, and I think our, our group as a whole really grew. This past weekend, um, we were kind of put into some difficult moments, and we responded well. Um, so I think if we keep doing that and uh, we put a, a complete 60 together, we'll, uh, we'll like the result. Especially the Friday game where you gave up with uh, seven uh, or six or seven, six uh, power play attempts, including the five-minute major, 17 shots on goal for Colorado College, and you killed them off all those penalties. Uh, getting Going through that adversity, how much does that help the team uh, with you know, dealing with that? Yeah, it definitely brings us together. Um, you know, Murph was our backbone, um, and we needed him, and he came up clutch for us. Um, obviously, we don't want to put ourselves in that situation. Um, we want to try to limit that and not be short eight times a night. But, yeah, our PK stepped up, and then we saw on Saturday our power play, you know, I guess got us that draw, and our PK's got to be better. But um, I think uh, both special teams uh, took a step in the right direction. Uh, Rick was saying uh, that Lake Superior is an over-physical team. What, how do you prepare for such a team like Lake Superior State, uh, Brandon? Uh, I mean, just just watching some video, um, penalties like we just talked about are going to be huge. we got to stay out of the box against them. Uh, in terms of physicality, uh, we can bring our own physicality to match it. You know, I think that's how you deal with it. That's how you curb it. Alan, your thoughts? Yeah, um, I'd have to agree with Brandon. You know, I'm not really sure. I haven't really played a team in college. That's I, what I've heard, similar to Lake State. But I think that if we just keep building off what we did last weekend and play our game, don't get all tied up into their physicality after the whistle or something, then we will have a good weekend. Brandon, uh, you know, Winning player of the week uh, this week, uh, you know, what, is that, that, what does that mean to you? And also to do it in a weekend where you, know, you guys pick up a win and, uh, and a tie as well. Um, that means a lot. Like, it's nice for the recognition, but at the end of the day, that's uh, moving forward. That's last week. Uh, it's a whole new week. It's, it's just that weekend. How, how much better does it make it, too, that it was you know, in, a, in a winning effort and a tying effort? I think Coach said that you know, two years ago. He didn't seem to think that there was a weekend where he picked up a, a win and a tie in the same weekend. Yeah, uh, two years ago, yeah. I don't think we went one weekend without losing a game. Um, so it is definitely a better feeling um, without losing during the weekend. And then, uh, Colin, I'll ask the same question for you, but just with, uh, you know, rookie of the week, you know, what does that mean to be able to, to pick that up and, and pick up that honor your first year? Yeah, it's nice. It's uh, it's good recognition, but at the end of the day, I think we all want to get four points out of every weekend, and that's the attitude we have getting into it. So the three is nice, but we want to get four every time. Absolutely. And then Josh, uh, you know, did you? Well, obviously, you know, this weekend was this past weekend was better than the first weekend. What were some of the things, maybe tangible differences and improvements that you noticed? Uh, I think our attention to detail, um, we really honed in on uh, defensive zone coverage throughout the week and um, just not being sloppy, making the right play, um, you know, going back on pucks for retrievals, make sure, making sure we're communicating well and um, just really playing to our structure. Colin, for you, I mean, I, 
reading your bio, you were captain last year. Can you see yourself down the road here at Union wearing a letter, a C, C or an A? Uh, I'm not really sure yet. It's too early to tell, but I'm learning a lot from Josh over here and Brandon too about being a leader on and off the ice. So just trying to pick up as much information as I can as I go along. Josh, your thoughts? Can you see him down the road? Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of a lot of our first-year guys, uh, you know, really show maturity. They're kind of thrown into a difficult situation. The, the both both the classes are, um, and they're really adapting well. So, you know, we have a lot of a lot of young guys that are stepping up big for us, and uh, we hope it continues. Coming up, we'll talk to the Dutch women as they get set for home games against number nine Providence on Friday and Boston University on Saturday. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast. The pro football season is here, and it's time to play the Daily Gazette You Pick'em Football Contest. Predict the winners of the weekly games via your You Pick'em online account. The fan with the most correct points each week gets his or her name in the Daily Gazette on Thursday and wins a $100 ShopRite grocery card. The fan with the most overall points after 23 weeks wins a $1,000 travel voucher and could win a trip to Hawaii. For official rules, go to dailygazette.com football. The You Pick a Football Contest is run by the Daily Gazette Advertising Department and not associated with the Daily Gazette Sports Department. There are no words to describe it. The isolation. The boredom. The loneliness. If you're wondering where your teenage son or daughter's spirit went, you're hardly alone. The past year has been devastating, especially for them. But here's the good news. They might just find it again, playing high school sports. Workouts that stimulate, teammates and coaches that care, the sense of belonging so many of us have been missing lately. That's what school sports are all about. The sense of achievement is real, and the camaraderie is hard to beat. Coping with uncertainty is difficult, but school sports can help the teenagers in your family start feeling like themselves again. Encourage them to give it a try. High school sports, it's so much more than a game. This message presented by the New York State Public High School Athletic Association and the New York State Athletic Administrators Association. Hi, this is Mark Kestisher, the voice of the NBA on ESPN Radio and proud member of the 518 from Gilderland High School. You're listening to the Parting Shots podcast with Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Now, here's Ken. Welcome back to the podcast. After winning its first two games of the season, the Union women's hockey team is on a five-game winless streak. The Dutch women have been shut out three times during the skid and have been outscored 25-4. to on Friday, they'll host number nine Providence and then take on Boston University on Saturday. I asked Union players Celeste Baldwin and Maddie Suter about the slide that the team is on. Um, you guys got off to a great start of the season, two and zero, and now you're, you guys are in a little bit of a slump. What do you got to do to you know, rectify things here? Start with uh, Celeste. Um, I think it all starts in practice, like making sure we're having competitive practices where we're giving it our all for the entire practice. I think that'll be a big thing that'll translate into the game, especially when we're down in the third period and we need that final push to get us through the game. So I think just starting practice, being competitive for the whole practice. 
Yeah, I think uh, we need to show up to the rink uh, focused and ready to go and play that full 60. I think a uh, few games we've had uh, a couple of mishaps where we haven't played the, our entire game the full 60 minutes. I think we just need to focus on that and keep going. I mean, obviously, uh, BU and, and Providence coming in this weekend. I probably got the order wrong, but uh, what do you have to? What do you guys know about these teams, and what do you got to do to you know, get some wins here? Um, we know that they're both really good teams, and it's going to be competitive games. So we have to come prepared, become focused, and really make sure we're doing everything to help out our teammates and get our team through the the weekend, and hopefully pop out with a couple wins. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, like Celeste said, I think we just we know that they're both going to be really good. Uh, both competitive teams, so I think we just need to play our game and, you know, hopefully things just go our way. Yeah, you guys dropped the first game in this last series, you know, 5 nothing, but then were able to improve in that second game and, and take it to a 2-2 tie. Um, you know, did you guys sense any, like, real market improvements? And if so, what were kind of the things that you think you did better in game two than game one? I think in the second game and part of the first game, I think in the first half of the of the first game, we really stuck to our game, and we didn't get too um, overwhelmed in the D zone, whereas when we kind of got down in the, in the first game, I think that's where we kind of started to slip. In the second game, we came in, recycled the first game, came in with a new mindset, ready to play a full competitive 60-minute game. We made sure that we stuck to our game regardless of the score, and we just kept going the entire game. Yeah, um, I think, uh, like Celeste said, we started that first game. The first half was pretty good, I thought, and then as we got down, we kind of uh, let up a little bit and I think going into the game on Saturday we tried to toss that out the window and we really focused on scoring the first goal and I think that was a big confidence booster to our team so I think that was What do you got to do to get the goal scoring back to where it was against RIT? You guys have been shut out three yeah. times during this schedule. Yeah um, I think we just need to you know bury our chances around the net and you know we don't get many like you not often that you get a perfect opportunity like that so you need to I think we need to bear down and bury those chances. And I think just building off that, just make sure we're crashing that hard. We know that pucks are going to be around that and just staying around that net area to crash them home when they are there. Union head coach Josh Skiba then offered his thoughts. Josh, you guys got off to a great start this season with the two wins at RIT. What do you have to do to get back to that uh, style of play after you know, out of the get, get out of the slump? Yeah, well, I think, to be honest with you, I think we're actually playing better now than what we were even at RIT. And I think if you look at some of the scores, um, certainly it doesn't reflect that, right? But I think the way we played on Saturday was was a pretty complete effort from our group. And I think we've gotten better over the course of, you know, four or five weeks. And uh, I think, you know, for us, it's it's just it's little things within our game. I think when you have a young team, you've got 15 players that that are you know five seven games in now, 19 practices in. They're excited to score. They're excited to play offense, and they just need some discipline in different areas. And I think we found that, especially through that RPI series, where we need to be a little bit more disciplined defensively, not take so many unnecessary risks. And uh, I think we played a lot better this past weekend. You know, I think Saturday kind of culminating of, of how we really need to play to, to be successful. So um, I like what we're doing offensively. Defensively, we continue to take shape. Um, but I think for us, it's just continue along that course, stay the course, and, and keep teaching these young kids how to be a little bit more disciplined. You said you're like where you do it offensively, but there's been three games you haven't been shut out. Uh, so what is it you, you, you do like offensively, and how frustrating is it that you're not able to burn those chances? Yeah, I think for us it's process. I think for for 
we're creating chances. You know, we're, we're creating more scoring chances. We have more shots on average uh, than we've ever had, quite honestly, here. And, you know, for us, it's teaching them the, the, you know, nuances within that to score goals. I think the way we scored our game-tying goal was something we reviewed in film that morning of how we can use, uh, you know, how we can get the defenseman to move their stick to be able to create a passing lane, how we can get the goalie moving laterally. And these kids are extremely coachable right now. It's exciting for us that they're able to take that and implement it right into that game. So um, for us, it's just staying the course, practicing it, you know, working on getting secondary chances is something that we put a focus on, of getting more net presence, creating games in practice that, that focus on that stuff. And eventually, you know, as we get these chances, eventually we'll score more. So when you mentioned an improvement, you can even see that, you know, just from game to game this past weekend or Friday, you know, it's 5 nothing loss in the second game, you know, able to take it into overtime and end up with a tie. What kind of improvements did you see from that game one to game two? And do you feel like, like you said, they did a good job of taking what, you know, you said you needed to improve on and implementing it? Yeah, I, th I think specifically, I think for, for our defensemen, we wanted to talk more about our gaps and our stick-on-puck situations. I think our D did a much better job in game two. Um, I thought we did a better job of working to be above pucks um, and, and making sure that we had numbers on, on back-check situations and tracking situations. And then, honestly, like we wanted to add more layers offensively. We wanted to create secondary chances. We wanted to get to the net front a lot more. Um, and I thought we did a better job of that. Obviously, bearing that, that first opportunity, scoring first, was a, was something that I know the girls talked about that we touched on, too. Um, and it changed the mindset for, for us, for the game, right? So um, I think defensively, we were much more positionally aware in Saturday's game, and it helped us. Um, on Friday, I think you saw some of the goals that went in were, were from some of our mistakes positionally, just kind of breakdowns. So um, for us, again, that's, that's just stuff that we continue to focus on through practice right now. And I think um, from one day to the next, I think those were the biggest changes. And to me, it's a, it's a positive that they can make that change that quickly. What do you know about Providence and BU? So Providence, I mean, coming in, they're going to be really, uh, really skilled team. Obviously, a top ten team in the country for a reason. Um, I think they do a good job on, on their forecheck. They do a good job in transition, um, physical. They've got a bunch of kids that can shoot the puck, and uh, you know, I think we're excited to play against them. I think for us, I mean, we we see some different areas that hopefully we can continue to expose them offensively. I think defensively, they're going to be a challenge in, in terms of their skill set, in terms of how they move the puck and uh, in terms of how they get to the net. So um, we're looking forward to that. And then BU, I mean, always big and physical, always a tough team to, to play against. I think, you know, we're probably going to see, you know, if we play the right way, probably more of a low-scoring game and, and just continue to, to compete for our group. You know, with Providence, uh, it's a little intimidating when you have a team coming in that has a number next to their name, like you mentioned, the number nine, I think, team in the country right now. How do you prepare, uh, you know, some of a younger team to – to not be intimidated by that and be able to, you know, be comfortable, you know, welcoming them into that game? I think we, we don't even really talk about who we're playing, honestly. We talk more about what we want to do, how we want to play, um, especially for, for our team, just the young group. I mean, it's got to be about how we need to establish our identity. So, to be honest, we haven't really mentioned Providence at all this week, and I don't plan on to. It's, it's more just about how we need to play, and I think if we can do that, we can compete against anybody. You talk about establishing an identity. What do you see, and just maybe a, you know, as best that you can summarize it, your identity being, what would the goal be for, we want to, you know, be this kind of team? Yeah, we talk about a couple of things. I think for us, I mean, we want to be relentless and aggressive on pucks everywhere on the ice in every zone. And I think that's how we try to establish our D zone, our offensive zone. Uh, we try and see that from, from every way how we want to play, right? We, we feel like when we play safe, um, 
where we play not to lose, I think that's a totally different mindset that we're trying to get rid of and change. So, um, you know, we talk about high escapability, which I think you'll see in the offensive zone and in the D zone, how we can escape and how we can, you know, cut back or create time and space for ourselves. Um, we want to outnumber on exits, and I think that's something we talk about in terms of how we track pucks, um, how we have support on entries. Uh, we want to have a great power play, which I think our power play has been pretty good so far. I think really good on the first weekend. We want to continue to create scoring chances and obviously convert a little bit more. Um, you know, and then we want to take more pucks to the net. And I think that's you know, an opportunity for growth for us. I think just taking more pucks five on five to the net, getting to the net front, creating secondary chances. Um, and I think those are kind of the five areas that we try and focus on. And that's how we try and practice too. And that'll do it for this edition of the Parting Shots Podcast. And before I sign off, I want to let you know that the ECAC Hockey Faceoff selections are back after a one-year hiatus. I post my picks every Wednesday, and you can participate. Email your picks to me at shot, that's S-C-H-O-T-T, at dailygazette.com. And if you have questions or comments about the podcast or questions about Union Hockey, email them to me at shot at dailygazette.com. Follow me on Twitter at Slapshots. The views expressed on the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of Gazette newspapers. The Parting Shots podcast is a production of Gazette newspapers. I'm Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor Ken Schott. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. From the Parting Shots podcast studio in Schenectady, New York, good day, good hockey.